ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my woman. I cannot believe that we are at the end of 2022. Like, where did the time go? It went so fast. And you might hear in my voice, I have a little bit of a cold, as is the life of a preschool mom. I've also been taking the last couple of weeks more on the DL. Someone in my family was diagnosed with a horrible medical condition that we've all been leaning into each other, scrambling, holding ourselves, each other through. And so I find myself at the end of 2022, not having done my typical New Year's reflecting. And it's so important that we close out a year or any experience with intention. Because when we leave it open and we just go from one thing to the next, which women notoriously do, right? It's like, we're so busy that you get the science project done or you help your kid get the science project done or you do the amazing presentation and then you're like, okay, now what's next? As opposed to like, ooh, I'm gonna really stop and really pause and let that pause amplify the goodness. Let the power of all the good, all the juice really expand, which is what a pause and what savoring does. And so at the end of every year, I always spend time going through a particular ritual that helps me, one, celebrate what was really good. And often I don't even remember all of it. I have to go back and remember. And it also helps me say, what did I learn this year? What do I want to carry forward? And that then really helps me say, and what do I want in the coming year? Now, here's the beautiful thing. Because the calendar, January until December, is kind of a made-up construct, if we go back thousands of years ago, everybody went by the moon, and the moon doesn't follow this December to January timeline. So we really have all of winter, all of January, still to do this reflection, still to do this dreaming about the year to come, because we're in the winter are the like internal months, the time of hibernating, of reflecting, of going in. So if you're not catching this in the last couple of days of 2022, don't worry, you have time. You have time. You still have time through January to do all of the things that I'm going to take you through. Because today's episode of the podcast, I am taking you through the exact ritual that I do every year. Let me set up again why this is so important. Because if we don't actually complete something, if we don't actually kind of bring something to closure, it's out there. Like the toothpaste that you can never get back in the tube, right? But if we don't then put the cap on, then more will spill out in ways and places we don't want. As opposed to, right, as opposed to having a really clean, beautiful completion where you spend the time 
and you actually like reap all the benefits. You suck all the marrow out of the past year. And what that's going to do for you from a scientific perspective, one, we know that when you savor the good, and I'm going to include in savoring, also savoring the wisdom that you got from things that weren't good. Maybe you learned a really hard lesson through a job that you didn't like or a relationship that you needed to release. But in that lesson that was so hard to live through, you also gain so much wisdom. And if we don't actually like reach out and grab that wisdom and put it inside of our heart, solidify it in our minds, then it will just seep out and we will forget about it. As opposed to when you pause, and this is sacred feminine wisdom to pause. When you pause and you really Note what was really good. We know from the research that that savoring actually gives you the same juicy feel-good hormones as when you first experienced the thing, as well as it solidifies it in your mind to be able to create more of it in the future. What it also does then is it juices you up to say, ooh, more like this. And even with the things that weren't so good, again, with the wisdom We know from research that when you write anything down, and so this is going to be a ritual where you're going to want paper, you're going to want pen. When you write things down, you're further solidifying it in your mind, in your heart, in your body. So what you're going to need for today's episode, if you are driving, then I recommend just listening with your eyes open, but you're like taking in my words and letting each word and letting each experience and exercise land like osmosis in your cells for you to do it later. If you are listening while you're cleaning the house, you're doing something else, same thing, just kind of let it land in your body. And then when you actually have space, whether that's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, five minutes, or an hour, then listen to this again, where you pause at different places so that you can actually write out with pen, with paper, write out your answers to the different inquiries and the different pieces that I take you through because that's gonna really help you solidify it even more and help you really set intentions for the coming year. And the reason that's so important is we don't want the year to be just making a resolution that's like, ugh, I ate too many Christmas cookies or I ate too many Hanukkah geld and now I feel so fat and so I need to lose weight. Those resolutions rarely, rarely, rarely work. And by rarely, I mean like less than 10% of the time do they work. Rather, when you really suck the marrow out of an experience out of a year, and you use it as a building block. Every year is the building block to the next year. Every experience is the building block to the next experience. Now you're not starting from scratch, right? You know how like when you're stopped at a red light and you have to just like start the car and it takes so much longer than someone who has just kind of kept going next to you through the light because they were further behind and it's only been green for them, right? Like it takes longer to rev up than it does to keep going. So we want to use everything as a building block. And that's why this experience, this ritual is so important. What you're going to want to do is to grab a beautiful journal or a piece of paper or however you like to take notes and a pen and maybe get yourself a nice cup of yummy tea. And then I want you to sit somewhere super comfortable. I want you to find a place that feels cozy where you might be able to put a blanket over your toes if that feels good. Maybe you have a cat or a doggy nestled up next to you. 
And you can light a candle that often feels good, or maybe there's a particular kind of scent that you want around you, something that feels really, really good. And I want you to pause for a moment knowing and noting that you are about to give yourself a gift. And it's like all the gifts that you might have opened on any of these holidays. This is the best gift that you could possibly give yourself. Because this is the gift that actually keeps on giving, the gift of honoring yourself. So often we talk about self-care as taking a bath, which I love. I'm talking about self-honoring, honoring your experiences, honoring your hard work, honoring all the joy, honoring all of the ways that you rose up after challenges, honoring all the tears. They weren't all for waste because you're sucking the marrow out of every single one of them in this experience. And it's when we honor ourselves, we're showing respect to ourselves. That's true deep love and true celebration that we build upon for the future. So now I want you to go ahead and pause and you can put your paper down, put your pen down. If you're in a place where you can gently close your eyes, go ahead and do so. If not, gently gaze ahead and take a beautiful inhale in. And then an exhale out. And go ahead and take a couple more deep breaths at your own pace. We are inhaling in glittery gold, opening up every passageway, letting glittery gold just fill up your veins and your arteries. And then as you exhale out, you're releasing and making more space throughout your entire body in every muscle, in every bone. And as you inhale in again, imagine seeing each cell of your body expand with juicy goodness. Each cell expand with love, with light, with possibility, with hope, with joy. And as you exhale out, you release all that you don't need. You just let it go for now. So that your mind is open, your heart is open, and your whole body is in a space to receive. And I want you to think back. New Year's Eve last year, one year ago. Where were you? If you even remember. If you don't, you might need to look at your pictures. But you might remember where you were, what you were experiencing in your life, how you were feeling, and what you were hoping for coming into this year. And whether you fulfilled on those hopes or not, we're honoring that you came into the year full of hope. And then I want you to look back at January. Maybe where you were, it was cold, it was snowy, maybe it was warm. And what was really beautiful about January? Maybe you took some vacation, maybe you nuzzled by the fire. I want you to go back and I want you to really feel into what am I honoring? What am I celebrating from the last year? So in this first piece of the ritual, what we do is we really honor and celebrate the wins. All that was good. Maybe you took time off. Maybe you remember a particular bath or a particular shower. Maybe there was a moment with a parent or a grandparent or a child that you just loved 
Maybe you loved how you showed up for a friend. Maybe there was an experience that you're really proud of. You took a lesson in a new language or you went on a yoga retreat or you took your first coaching program. What were the really, really, really great moments, the wins, the celebrations of this past year? And try not to get too caught up in needing them to be like big or important because every moment was important. In our society, we place way too much on something being Oprah level big. But what about the moments when you were just hugging your two-year-old? Oh, that was me and it was great. And even if you don't remember every moment, you can go back when you have more space or you can pause this recording and you can go back through your phone or you could go back through your pictures to find every moment But what are you celebrating in general, the relationships, the promotions? What was really, really, really good? So as you feel into what was so good, go ahead and on your paper, you're going to want to use the words, I celebrate. I brag. I honor myself for. I am proud of. Because how often do we, especially as women, not celebrate or give ourselves credit for everything that we do, for every way that we show up, for all of the moments, all of the time that we kiss boo-boos, that we're there for someone else? How much do we not take credit because someone somewhere told us that it was bad to brag or it was arrogant or it was wrong? Right now, it's you and me, and I'm giving you full-on permission to brag away. In fact, I love it when you all send me messages on Instagram or Facebook. I love getting your messages. Go ahead. Open it up. Send it to me on Instagram. At Karen Rockhind, I read them all. Go ahead and braggity brag to me. I'm there for it. Use the words I'm proud of. Use the words I celebrate. What was good? What was juicy? What was fun? What made you feel alive? What was yummy? What was soft? What was serene? What was joyful? What felt full of hope? So the first piece of this ritual is we capture the good. And when you think your list is complete, ask yourself, and what else? And what else am I proud of? And when you think that that list is complete, ask yourself, and what else? And what else am I celebrating? And what else did I do great? And when else did I show up how I want to show up? Whenever you think you're done, go ahead and ask yourself to go even further. Remember, no one else opens up the door and says, please brag to me. So let me be that person in your life. Or maybe you have great friends who do. My best friend, Stacy and I, we went and we got our nails done yesterday. And we literally said, brag to me. We'll do that all the time. We'll say, hey, sister, do you have a brag for me? Hey, will you celebrate with me? So let this be your moment. What else? Like for me, some of my wins range from Shay going to school and watching him grow. But as a mom, this can be a little tricky because then I'm all the things I'm proud of and celebrating are him. 
and I'm celebrating about myself stepping into my confidence as his mother. Really, I think more than before, trusting myself, really believing that I have an intuition and really loving how I show up for him, really listening to his needs, right? Really doing my part of him becoming this adorable, smart, curious human. I'm also celebrating the retreats that I led last year. Holy cow. Like my Unleashed retreat in Jamaica was, I, I don't even have words. I mean, these women, they left so full of life, so free from their worries, their doubts, their fear, so in their power and taking charge and like, I'm going to do that speech I said I was going to do. I'm going and I'm going to run for office. I'm going and I'm asking for the raise. Like, so powerful. The sensual goddess retreat I led in Italy was so beautiful. Oh my goodness. It was so divine. It brought a photographer to do goddess photo shoots and to see these women so lit up because over those five days, I took them through the process to truly release trauma that they've been holding for decades, to truly transmute it into a triumph, into what they're proud of, honoring about their life, owning their own power, feeling into their sensuality, like really coming alive as these like gorgeous goddesses. It was like incredible, incredible how I get to see women free themselves and become alive. Retreats in my home for my Goddess on Fire mastermind, one-on-one -on -one retreats where I do these VIP days in New York City and in Venice. One woman actually outlined her entire book in a day with me, like blew my whole mind. Another woman created her own retreat. We did everything from soup to nuts of what that retreat's going to be in one day with me. Another one got so clear on her purpose and why she's here and what she's here to do. And we like planned out the first few months of it. And another woman married herself on her VIP day with me this year. We got so clear on the self-love that she was lacking and why and shifting it and moving it and really releasing it to the point where she even wanted to go out and buy her own ring. And then we did a self-marriage ceremony. It was so beautiful. So the second step after wins one of my previous mentors, Christina Rilo, she would talk about you can do surprises, like what really surprised you this year. You might have had surprises of someone coming to visit you weren't expecting. You might have had surprises of getting sick a lot. I did this year. I had read that kids get sick their first year of preschool. I didn't realize that parents got sick too, and we got so sick. And that actually led me to take a couple of months slower. November and December, I really slowed down my work because we had been so sick September through November that I was like, halt everything. Yes, I'm still seeing clients. Yes, all of that. But like, it's been overwhelming. I got to slow it down. I did a whole episode about burnout because I was burnt out. That surprised me because I had just launched the Institute of Woman. The Institute of Woman was a surprise. I didn't come into this year thinking I was going to change my whole brand. But that happened to me and for me where it became so obvious and so clear. I'm not a girl anymore. You're not a girl. It is time to own the powerful woman that we're here to be. The powerful woman who asks for the raise, who goes for the promotion, who rents the RV and travels the world, who only accepts respectful, loving relationships, who is so fierce in her dreams. So that was a huge surprise. And then it was a surprise that I halted it just so we could all get healthy. So you might want to go through what was surprising to you. The next step after these wins and maybe surprises 
is in what didn't go so well or what was really hard this year. But we're noting it so that we can then find the wisdom and what you learned. So it was hard for me this year with my dad. He has dementia to the point where about a year ago he stopped walking or talking. And those are the two things my dad did the most. He and my mom would walk between three and eight miles every single day. My whole life, they ran. When I was a kid, they would run a few miles every day. It was their time to connect as a couple. Together, they've done marathons and half marathons. And he can't walk anymore. And my dad also is a big talker. Big. You've probably heard me talk about that on the podcast. My dad was always talking with me growing up. It's part of why I felt like I didn't have a voice. And now he really doesn't speak. And so it's been a big adjustment and really hard, right? Really hard. Also, in the last couple of weeks, another family member was diagnosed with a horrible medical condition that just breaks my heart and breaks all of our hearts. And I want to be able to do more. I want to be able to do more for this person, for their closest family members. All of us feel helpless. It's like if I could make it go away, I would. And yet I know I can't. Josh and I had hard times co-parenting. We've never done this together before. We don't know what we're doing. And we would bump up against each other. That was hard. It was hard. I'm going through menopause. I started having hot flashes, which are so hot. Like, what is that about? <laughs> it's hard. I don't get lubricated like I did. My libido wasn't what it was. It comes at weird times. Like, I am relearning a lot right now about my body. I faced some previous sexual trauma this year that... I think I've hidden deep down. I had a challenge that I've talked about on the podcast before with other family members where I felt attacked, whether that's what their intention was or not. I felt attacked. I felt judged. And I went into hiding. I went into a hole. I felt stupid. And then I would go the other way and be like, no, I don't care. I'm going to be unapologetically myself. But it was really an immature response. It was like I had to really grapple with what happens when people that we love don't like who we're becoming. And really grapple with, how do I stay my biggest self, even when people don't like it? It was really hard. And there were a lot of really hard moments as a toddler mom. Really hard. And many more I'm probably not even including. And so I want you to really feel into what was hard for you this year. What was difficult? Maybe you got bad news. Maybe you got sick, RSV, COVID, all of the above. Maybe someone you love passed on. Maybe someone broke your heart. Maybe multiple people broke your heart. It's okay to take a moment and note what was hard. And maybe some of what was hard was what happened in your own mind. You held yourself back out of fear. You listened to other people tell you what to do. You became full of doubt. You spent way too much time criticizing your body, telling yourself you're fat, you're ugly. It's okay to own that too. Now, if we own it and we just leave it there, then it's almost like we've taken a bunch of books on a shelf and we've just <laughs> dumped them onto the floor. But that's not what we're going to do. But instead, what I want you to do with all of this that you've dumped onto the paper Number one is to hug and hold yourself so tenderly, so tightly, so beautifully. 
to give yourself the love that a child would need having gone through any of that. Number two, honor all of your emotions. You're allowed to have your anger. You're allowed to have your grief. You're allowed to feel it all. In fact, only through feeling it will you be able to transmute it. And then I want you to say to yourself, and I survived. So you might look at each thing. I had a miscarriage and I survived. I lost a loved one and I survived. I watched someone I love go through something painful and I survived. Because I want you to see how strong and brave you are that you survived all of the things. I want you to take ownership and pride in that. I was so mean to myself. I beat myself up. I treated myself horribly and I survived that. Do you see how we're beginning to shift it? Take that trauma, turn it into triumph where you are taking ownership. And now I want you to look and say, and what wisdom did I get from any of these situations? What wisdom can you extract even from the difficult, even from the hard? What wisdom? Because it's the wisdom we want to carry forward into the new year and into the future and leave the other pieces, the shame or the blame behind. So it's a beautiful moment to say, and so what was last year really about for me? Maybe it was the year of letting go. Maybe it was the year of rising up. Maybe it was the year of learning. Maybe it was the year of allowing. For me, it was the year of grounding, which interestingly enough is the word I chose coming into this year or the word that chose me. I knew that 2022 for me was going to be about being grounded, grounding. It came in a lot of hard, hard ways. Like this situation, the recent situation with a family member being sick has grounded me in truth of what matters and what does not. Now, I would give that grounding up to have this person be healthy. Please send all prayers to my family. But this was the year of grounding. Now you can really look at, okay, and what am I carrying forward? So you can take everything that you said, you learned from the past year, maybe you learned to speak up in a meeting. Maybe you learned to ask for the raise, even if you didn't get it. Maybe you learned to ask someone out on a hot, juicy date, or you learned what exercise really works for you, or you learned that you really like to take five minutes in the morning for meditation. You can take what you learned from the challenging stuff, right? Each piece of wisdom that you extracted and take what you learned from the really good, fun, yummy, proud wins. Maybe you learned you really like wearing red lipstick or you really like wearing blue or you like dyeing your hair magenta, whatever. You are now starting a new page. What am I carrying forward? Now the next piece is, and what am I leaving behind? What are the patterns or old stories that no longer serve you that you are leaving behind? Maybe it's a story that your body is ugly when in fact your body is a miracle because you have carried and birthed a child. Maybe it's an old story that you're not worthwhile or something is wrong with you that you got from a parent growing up or from a teacher growing up and you are saying, that is so 2022, I'm leaving that one behind. Go ahead, what are the things that you are leaving behind? And I know it can be hard to leave them behind because they've been with you for years, for decades, for lifetimes maybe. And we only keep things that are working for us. And so if we keep it, if we've kept it, it means that it was probably helping us in some way. Now you might say, well, how would it help me to think I'm fat? 
Well, sometimes that's protective. Someone I know said that they kept weight on them because when they had a past life regression, they realized that they were so afraid of being sexually assaulted that they gained weight to never have it happen again. Or you might say, well, how does keeping myself from my dreams keep me safe? Well, because your dreams might seem scary. You might end up, if you go for your dreams, part of you is afraid you might be rejected or you might fail or you might lose money or whatever it might be. And so that part of you, but you get to now be the woman who says, that's little girl behavior. That's a teenage part of myself or that's an eight-year-old part of myself. I'm leaving it behind. And you get to now write that on a new page in your journal. And then what I do is I then rewrite them onto individual little sheets of paper. The things I'm really ready, right? Where you might make your list and then you might say, am I really ready to let that go? Am I really gonna leave that in 2022? I'm really leaving that one behind. And then I rewrite each of those things. So maybe like one year it was perfectionism, which I'm so over at this point which you need to be to have a two-year-old, right? So I remember one year I wrote perfectionism on a little piece of paper. And then I said, thank you, perfectionism. Thank you for helping me so much. I love you. And I put it aside. And I did that for each of the things that I was so leaving behind in 2022. And then I take those little pieces of paper and I safely, okay, now disclaimer for my podcast and my business here, disclaimer, Please look up how to do what I'm about to say and do it safely. And then I burn those pieces of paper. Now, here's how I do it. I put those little pieces of paper onto lots and lots, very large sheets of aluminum foil. And then I take it all outside. So I've got the big sheets of aluminum foil. I've got the little pieces of paper and I burn the paper on the aluminum foil and that keeps the fire contained. Now, I want you to look up how to do it safely and follow whatever YouTube you find, follow whatever guidance you find. Some people like to do it in a sink. Some people have a fire pit at home that they do it in. Do this safely. All disclaimer around my podcast. If you're going to do any sort of burning, please do it safely, safely outside, not around any trees, not around any wood, totally contained. That then, and I always do the burning on New Year's Eve itself. I let it burn, baby. And then I take a fresh sheet of paper and I say, ooh, and what do I want 2023 to be about for me? And I see what comes up. And if I get stuck, I start with, how do I want to feel? Ooh, I want to feel juicy. I want to feel alive. I want to feel whole. I want to feel grounded. I want to feel powerful. Ooh, okay. Now what do I want to do? I think And I haven't done this yet, so I can't even answer these questions yet, but oh, I want to write my book in 2023. Finally, I I want to have more girl time. I want to have more girlfriends. Whatever those things are that come up for you. Let yourself just write and write. You get all of January to dream. That's why in January I'm doing a course called Dream Alive. It's going to be super fun. Many of my clients say it's the best course I do. More information on that coming. But you get to really dream. And I like to break it down into how I want to feel. I like to break it down into what I want to do, who I want to be, how I want to show up, what I want to have. 
sometimes I open up books. They're called Sacred Sparks. Again, I got this from Christina Rilo. And whatever word pops out to me, maybe it'll be a word like gold or shiny or unicorn. Who knows what? Or deep or grounded or sacred. Sit with a mug of hot cocoa. Let little words pop up for you. Enjoy it. Now, this is a beautiful ritual for you to do. You could do it with yourself. You could do it with family. You could do it with friends. You can do it over and over. You could do it every month. You could do it on your birthday. But whenever you do this, I want you to know that I really honor you for doing it. And I honor you for taking the time and loving yourself and choosing to love your life this much that you're going to do this. Because at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. If I'm about nothing else, if you learn nothing else from me, then I want you to learn that you get to choose. Because if this year has taught me anything, we do not choose what happens to us. We do not choose. You don't choose. But you do choose what you do with it. And you still get to choose to have a beautiful life. You still get to choose to create meaningful moments. You still get to choose to go do extraordinary things. You still get to choose to enjoy your money while you have it. You still get to choose. So choose. Maybe that's your word for next year. With that, my love, thank you for being with me this year. Thank you for trusting me. Thank you for spending your time with me. I love being BFFs with you. And I do want to hear from you. Share how this ritual goes. Join us over on the Purpose Girls Facebook group, soon to be renamed, podcast soon to be renamed. Thanks for being patient with me and all that. I love you so much. May you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.